Hello, and welcome back to another beautiful, brilliant episode of Unedited, the podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lauren, and you're joining me today for episode 29. This is going to be a solo episode that I'm just so excited to share with you, and it's going to be a little bit of an intimate conversation and also an invitation to those of you who feel called towards any form of leadership, of visionary embodiment, of artistry, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're someone who desires to build and leave a legacy, this is for you. At your core, you hold a divinely ordained blueprint that when accessed, illuminates the distinct imprint you are here to make upon the collective through the exaltation and the emanation of your tone, texture, and signature of your essence. And something I really want to invite you into is the perpetual deepening relationship that you get to have with your personal power and your creatorship. This is a really beautiful opportunity to recognize your inner self-scapes that exist to be poured forth into the development of your genius, of your gifts, the way you relate with your desires and your vision, who you be at your core, the essence that you're here to contribute, the golden thread of your being that is designed to be woven into the collective tapestry. And the deeper relationship we cultivate with this aspect of ourselves, our, our beingness, our essence, our essential nature as a fractal of God, the more we're able to start opening up new depths and dimensions of our creatorship and really fully claim our personal power and practice the art of reclamation with our own authority. And a lot of the times, those of us who, who know we're here for big things have had experiences that have left us feeling maybe disempowered, have left us feeling uncertain. Maybe we felt like a black sheep. Maybe we've felt a little bit um, offbeat with the overculture or with our peers. And that can create sometimes a sense of lack of place and maybe not feeling like you know where you fully belong and the ability to come back to your own essence to your own creatorship and to your relationship with God to really come into a beautiful recognition of your own inner authority and ability to be the steward the leader and the liberator of your own life force is such a gift and a blessing not just to yourself but to your lineage and to the collective to your human lineage as well because that's when your potential and your capacity opens up in such beautiful ways and so I really want to kind of orient the conversation more towards those of us in the crowd who are pursuing entrepreneurship 
who are building not just a business, but a legacy through our artistry as healers, as coaches, as mentors, as creators, whatever it is that your entrepreneurial vehicle practice and pursuit is, there is a way in which you can engage with your business in a bespoke way, in a way that prioritizes self-sourcing, i.e. in a way that prioritizes the co-creative relationship between you and God in your entrepreneurial journey. And those of us on the entrepreneurial path who are here to amplify the context of business into legacy, this is almost a requirement of being very in relationship and intimate and connected deeply to our own essence and to the way God is constantly trying to breathe creation through us, asking us to empty out, to be vessels of service in the name of our mission. So I'm going to kind of go through a few points of how we we orient ourselves to this and kind of the theme of this conversation is really going to orbit around the idea of if the model doesn't exist, you were designed to build it. And this again is why it's so important to continue the lifetime endeavor of building deep relationship with God, with mission, and with essence. Because unless you do that, it's going to be difficult to put a pin in the model you were designed to build. It's going to be difficult to know and orient orient yourself around your own gifts, your own vision, your own values, your own priorities, and really be able to stand in that and stand in your creatorship and do something with it. And so I'm going to get into a few examples um, a little bit later around how this whole process works, but I want to touch first on the essential nature of our ability to step into the seat of the observer, to practice data collection of the internal and external ecosystems around us that allow us to locate our own vision, our own values, our own voice, and then within that context, our own vocation. The things that are going to become eventually our business, which become amplified into our legacy. So internally, as we locate ourselves um, and metabolize and distill information, what we're really looking for is information that's going to allow us to qualify who and whose we are. So in your inner landscapes, really coming back time and again into relationship with self, into quietude, into prayer, to hear yourself, to hear God, to be in connection with creation and really feel yourself in the pulse of creation as well. The more deeply you build a relationship with your essence and with God, the more deeply you cultivate an understanding of your own blueprint. The more you're able to see your own gifts, your own templating, your own zone of genius, the more of a relationship you get to cultivate with the way you see things, the values that you hold, 
your desires, the vision you are casting. And this is so essential and so important because you are the only you on this planet, in this universe. No one is going to see things the way you do. No one is going to have the exact same signature, blueprint, template, the exact set of gifts that you have, the exact set of perceptions and awarenesses. They're not going to feel the way you feel and experience life the way you experience it. And all of these things are such important and vitalizing contributing factors to your mission, to your life's work, and just to the joy of being in your human experience, honestly. So as we're kind of collecting this internal data, we also want to look at this you versus you continuum. What and who are you currently embodying? And as you've kind of come into deeper spaces of recognition of the way you see things, the values you hold, what's important to you, what are your priorities, you get to start contrasting what and who you're currently embodying to where you vow to become the embodiment of. You get to contrast your current level of embodiment, the current standards you're upholding to the level of embodiment, the standards, the integrity, the vision, and the values you desire to continue cultivating and refining. And so as you start to kind of create this map, this becomes your your to-do list, your roadmap, the loose itinerary of your initiatory portals and qualifying experiences that are going to start closing any kinds of dissonance or um, fracturing between the current level of embodiment that you are holding and practicing and the vision that you're holding and what you're here to steward and become a liberator and leader of in your lifetime. So the next piece is also being the observer of the external. And this is really important because there is a lot to be learned from our external environment. And I think one of the most important aspects of stepping into the seat of the observer and the witness of external ecosystems is our ability to practice neutral observance to what's occurring in your etheric and material reality. Now, this is easier said than done. This is a practice. This is something that you get to work with over the course of your lifetime in sensitizing to how certain experiences, people, energies feel in your body, Um, allowing yourself to walk yourself through, guide yourself through, lead yourself through emotional experiences, becoming a observer of your thoughts and allowing them to take a backseat when necessary and really just noticing and sensitizing and allowing yourself to see things for what they are instead of seeing them for the meaning that you're conditioned often to give them so as you're observing in as much neutrality as possible what's occurring in your etheric and material reality and you're feeling how it's impacting you and how it's affecting you and the ripple effect that it's having across 
all of your bodies, your emotional, your physical, spiritual, mental, all of the things, um, you can really start to pay attention to where there's misalignment, where there's discordant energy between you and the external world and notice the gaps between your value system and your priorities, your blueprinting, your template, your desire for the world and what you're currently experiencing and you get to do it without enmeshing with it, without becoming it, without getting absorbed into the experience and losing access to your peace and your personal power. And as we learn and practice doing this, there's a myriad of ways that we can do this. And I go into this in such intimate and deep ways inside of my mentorship containers. Um, And Coherence, the class is actually a really great ecosystem and playground with which to work with this as well. But once we've noticed the discordant energy without enmeshing, we begin the practice of naming the poison without ingesting it. This allows us to illuminate resonance through dissonance. And sometimes one of the most powerful ways for us to really recalibrate to our own essence, our own selves, our own point of power, our own perspectives, our own values and vision diametric opposition is important sometimes you can't see what you don't know yet until you see what it isn't and so using these reality gaps these areas of diametric opposition or where you feel there are missing models of what you desire to see and experience gets to actually be part of the facilitation of you drafting your own template and your own model. So being able to name the poison, being able to observe and see and name what isn't working is a really powerful way for you to know where you get to close the gap through the building of a new model, through embodying something different. You get to take that diametric opposition and you get to metabolize it and compost what isn't good for you and your system into something that's just so prolific, so of you, and so led and guided by God through your embodiment. And so one of the biggest keys here when we notice that there is a model that is lacking or something that doesn't exist in reality, um, our responsibility, our ownership and leadership is how we become the architects of the new model. And those of us who are willing to take responsibility and willing to take ownership and willing to step into the responsibility of leadership are the ones who are going to be able to start liberating these templates or these fractals of Eden on earth. We're the ones that are going to be able to start seeding the collective consciousness and planting within reality the experiences and expressions of God that feel much more in alignment than what our culture or industry or community is currently exemplifying. And it's very important in this process of responsibility and leadership to not allow the ebbing, flowing nature of industry to rob you of your peace, power, or purpose. 
This is so important, especially in the online space where there are so many humans doing their thing on the internet and you will see every shade, hue, color, texture, expression of all things, business, of mentorship, of coaching, of art, of political views, of religion, you name it, you'll find it on the internet. And that means you're going to find things that resonate and you're going to find things that don't, that feel just so sticky and resistant in your being. And being able to observe and coexist with discordant energy is going to be everything in you maintaining your peace power and purpose and I know when I first started in the mentorship coaching business creatorship industries it was really easy for me to get lost in the noise of the industry to have other people's voices or visions overpower my own to experience really high sensation charge around things that didn't feel good in my system and it's taken years honestly of being able to immerse myself and set very healthy boundaries with the online ecosystem and arrive at the ability to really practice the art of live and let live to develop the emotional maturity to hold tensegrity to hold integrity under the pressure of oppositional forces and practice staying in my lane. And I know this is possible for you too. If you find yourself kind of scrolling on Instagram and and seeing things that you don't love, I just want to invite you into this practice of, of live and let live, of staying in your own lane and not from an avoidant place, right? Like I said, we, we really want to be able to arrive at a place where we can observe and collect the pearls, the information from our external environments, contrast it against our internal environment and ecosystem, and then know what to do with that information, really metabolize and distill it into our own beautiful expression and brand if you will of creatorship and this is especially important in the context of entrepreneurship of building a business of building a legacy that is designed to be of service designed to solve a problem that exists in the collective Um, you have to be yes problem aware but solution oriented And this live and let live, this staying in your own lane is really going to support you in maintaining your space in solution orientation. And so instead of trying to constantly be fixing the industry or calling out what's wrong in your community, um, which can be exhausting, it can be really taxing, it can create a lot of emotional instability, it can create a lot of mental clutter and ultimately incoherence in your field when you're trying to put out fires that exist outside of your reality all the time. You get to really tap into the passion that you feel to catalyze your creatorship and access your point of power instead of feeding the bottomless pit of criticism, condemnation, and complaining where 
try as you might, this is not where empowerment dwells. This is not where you're going to fully access the brilliance and the beauty and the potential of you in your essence and you um, walking hand in hand with God towards the fruition of your mission and legacy. And so as I mentioned above those internal, external locating points, um, when you can start to tap into those to locate yourself in your own experience of building a legacy through business, and you can become crystal clear on the values that you are here to embody, it doesn't matter so much what other people are doing. When you can become the example of leadership and potentiality that you want to see in the world, it doesn't really matter what other people are building and how they're existing and how they're embodying. Your energy doesn't necessarily need to flow towards what's not working because you're too busy pouring it into what you are creating and how you are liberating your own life force into the most beautiful, exquisite expression of your own essence, of your own values, and of the world that you want to weave. So I want to just kind of follow up with a bit of a personal example. And like I said, the online business mentorship creator ecosystem, it's so vast. It's noisy. I've personally found few to no models of the vision, the standards, the level of integrity, artistry, wholeness, that I believe is not only possible, but is necessary. And although there have been few models, they do exist, and none of them are exactly the way I would like to see them done. Ergo, there is my opening, my invitation from God to step into my own leadership and build something that only I am qualified to build. And this goes for you as well. Anywhere that you see in your industry, in the world, something that prickles your spirit and you're like, oh, I would do that differently. I don't like that. Notify your spirit as to what you would like to see instead. What would feel better? What would feel nourishing? What would be in alignment with your values? What would feel more integrous? And start there. So I'm going to kind of lead us through a full experiencing of the processes I was just talking about through the lens of my own experience. And I think the first and most important piece is that in this ecosystem, as an entrepreneur, as a mentor who's here to work with beings on mission, who are here to amplify the context of business into legacy, who are here to do things at a higher level of integrity, who are here to bring artistry into the equation and service orientation into the equation, and who are here to create real world wealth and the fruition of Eden on earth, I've had to get really clear on who and whose I am and what I stand for and the ethos that underpins my vision and the legacy I am building so that every little thing that popped up in my reality that was in opposition or that wasn't quite it didn't become a distraction that derailed my ability to continue coming back to this foundation, to this why. So I am so deeply anchored 
in my mission and in what God is leading me to co-create. I'm so deeply anchored in my devotion to be of service, in my desire to live such an artful, liberated life and to proliferate artistry and liberation through the collective in any and every way I can, but particularly through supporting other entrepreneurs, through supporting the artists, the healers, the mentors, the coaches, the creators, the builders in this world to be so qualified and equipped to hold the magnitude of their missions and subtly to structurally be available to building, embodying, refining, and liberating their leadership, their lineage, and their legacy. So very, very deeply anchored into that. Very deeply anchored into my values and my priorities, some of which include integrity above all. I truly endeavor to embody the standards of God first living, of kindness, of love and truth and honor, of artistry and beauty, devotion and discipline, coherence, reciprocity and service that I desire to see proliferated through community, culture and industry integrity above all means if it takes longer to build it in alignment i surrender to god's timeline integrity above all means that i clean up my energy first and show up in frequency first embodiment by taking responsibility for the quality of my field and tending of my own being to be the emanation the coherent emanation of my own soul essence and signature One of my deepest, deepest values is around liberation of myself from all of the falsity and distortion, but also of my lineage and of the collective to experience what it is to be liberated, to fully exist in wholeness, to fully experience relationship with God, with creation, and to be able to evolve and experience the fruition of Eden on Earth timelines through a liberated lens. And so this gets to happen for me through service orientation, through reciprocity, through regenerative principles, and especially through the clean circulation of wealth and wisdom. Another of my values is artistry, beauty, and the playful expression through multidimensionality and wholeness. I think this is so important. There's so much ugliness in the world and there I am noticing, naming the poison and I want to contribute to beautification. I want to contribute to exalting what is organic and natural and of God in all ways that I can and this just comes so naturally through my being and through the way that I express And I also prioritize in a big way reality and matter mastery, creating real world tangible experiences and expressions of our original assignment of abundance from the inside out. I fully believe that we all were designed to be abundant, to experience divine providence and to circulate in kind that beautiful provision from the divine that we are so blessed to be designed to have hold and and proliferate so 
that's kind of the internal process that I just walked you through. This is me really getting clear on all of those internal processes around knowing who and whose you are, building relationship with your essence, and the you versus you level of embodiment. So I, I notice day in, day out, where I'm in misalignment with these values and I endeavor to clean that up. I endeavor to show up and take responsibility for the parts of me that are still dwelling in the distortion of lack and limitation and fear and scarcity and whether it's feeling my feelings, moving my body more, doing the things that scare me, um, observing myself in my emotional charges, fully surrendering to God's timeline, or investing myself devotedly to my vision and my mission and cultivating the capacity to meet that. I'm constantly in a process of deepening self-responsibility and deepening relationship with self and deepening leadership. And the more you know yourself, the more it's going to be easy to know what's next, to know what you're building, to know where you're going. And so as I contrast these internal processes with the external data collection, I get to now speak to what I've observed. I've noted standards of practice within particularly the business mentorship and coaching, art and creatorship spaces that create an experience of dissonance in my field. And I'll name a few for the purpose of naming the poison. And again, this isn't for the purpose of calling anyone out. This isn't for the purpose of tearing anyone down. This is simply to recognize what feels dissonant in my own field. And so I would invite you to apply this practice to yourself and really allow yourself to locate um, yourself in your own experiences and allow what comes up to inform what model you're going to build. What is not presently happening? What model doesn't exist that you get to take responsibility for architecting? So for me... Within my industry, within the culture and community of the industry that I play in, some of the things that cause dissonance are manipulative marketing, selling that's dishonest and obscure, including things like false claims of results, centering follower counts or dollar amounts over truth, price hiding, overpricing, under-delivering on value, not the vibe. Another thing that causes dissonance for me is disingenuousness and exploitative power dynamics. Things like putting service, connection, and relationship, and community building last, or upholding pay for priority relationship dynamics. Um, those are things that I very much don't stand for, and I know just create feelings of ick and discord in my system as well. And then another thing is microwave mentorship and the instant gratification culture, the entitlement to immediate results or getting to put in a very low in input and manifest things or just assume that they're going to happen for you, um, responsibility avoidance, um, osmosis by proximity so again just not not having to put in the work and expecting things to happen for you 
also very much not in alignment with my desire to do things in integrity, my desire to be a leader, my desire to um, uphold a standard of embodiment. And I recognize that these diametrically opposed aspects, traits, qualities that I've observed in the industry are invitations for me to see the areas of industry and culture that I was designed to engage with uniquely. And so this gets to be true for you as well. When you experience the external world, and I'm going to, again, keep bringing it back to the context of entrepreneurship, what are the things that you're seeing that are normal, that are culturally accepted that create this diametric opposition that you know you're here to do differently run with that engage with those things get curious inquire as to okay well how do they compare to my own values and how can I create something that feels much more aligned and much cleaner with my own essence and with my own field and show up to building something different and so personally I choose not to build my legacy on the back of tearing down canceling or condemning someone else's path because I recognize that's not where presence peace power purpose passion or prosperity blossom I choose to metabolize the information of opposition into that which fortifies my own values and vision and informs who I become how I move in the world and what I choose to create with the life force and creatorship that I wield. So I'm going to just invite you into some inquiries in the process of building the model you desire to see. And if you want to pause this while we jam in the podcast episode to journal on them, feel free. Or if you want to return to them, that's perfect as well. But what what does your model of whatever insert the concept here coaching business integrity wealth community artistry what does your model look like really take the time to like sit with and envision the details hold space for the nuances really connect with the feelings that your model your vision evoke within you how they enliven you, how they embolden you, um, and really just connect with the essence, the undulating beauty and brilliance of the model you desire to create. The second question is what would it look like if you were to embody those qualities, beliefs, and behaviors of the one modeling and leading by example the fruition of that model? I'm going to ask that again. What would it look like if you were to embody the qualities, beliefs, and behaviors of the one modeling and leading by example the fruition of your desired model? I love this question. It's such an invitation. (laughs) This is something that I know I'm going to return to later as well. The next one is who do you need to become? Where are the openings for you to clean up your side of the street in order for you to be the embodiment of your vision and model? So very similar. Um, It's a little bit less of the what now and the who and the how. So how are you going to close any 
interferences, any discord between your model, your vision, your values, and your level of embodiment. So I'm going to leave it there. I feel like these are some really deep questions. <laughs> um, and I'm hoping that these really serve you beautifully. And I know that because you're here, there's a high, high chance that you really also do believe in going beyond business as usual, in, in amplifying the context of business into legacy, of leaving the world better than you found it, of showing up to your life's work, to contribution, and to service and creatorship from the seed of integrity, from from really heart-led, God-led, soul-led values. And I love you and I appreciate you for that so much. The more of us that choose to take up the responsibility of leadership and stand for truth and stand for what is good and, and truly choose to be the proliferation of those things in the world, the more beautifully the world will continue to transform, the more liberation will get to happen and the more fun we get to have because honestly alignment is fun. Alignment is peaceful and playful and it's just, it's the magic that makes the world go round. So before I let you go, I also want to insert a invitation and a small teaser for the entrepreneurs who are at the early and mid stages of legacy building. You, you know you've already got um, a vision. You've already kind of started and taken hold of the entrepreneurial vehicle you desire to leverage and co-create with to build your legacy. Um, this is for you. Amplify is officially open for pre-enrollment. It's a subtle to structural business mastery ecosystem within which is a segment of curriculum. There are live group sessions and there's a mastermind. I'm not going to divulge all the details because I'm slowly dripping it out on Instagram. So if you really want to follow along with these slow drip, the teasing, the exploration definitely follow along on instagram but amplify is truly designed to support soul-led entrepreneurs so the artists the healers creators the coaches of the world the leaders and visionaries here to to transform the way we do business as usual into legacy it's an ecosystem that will qualify and equip you to proliferate the genius, impact, and potency of your life's work from the seed of peace, power, playfulness, and prosperity. So like I said, tier one as of the date of publishing is officially open. I'm going to be expanding different price points up until the beginning of the container on March 21st and so you've got a few weeks still to play in the energy of Amplify to feel into whether it's for you. Um, if you know that everything that I talked about in today's episode and that subtle invitation into Amplify is moving something within you and you desire to be in a room of leaders shoulder to shoulder building not just businesses but legacies that we're designed to hold your wholeness and your multidimensionality and to truly create an impact in the world 
and leave the world better than you found it, I would definitely encourage you to go ahead into the show notes and click the link to join Amplify. It would be so much fun to have you in the room with us. And as always, if you loved this episode, I would adore having you share it to your platform, tag me, share any of your favorite insights or what came through for you after listening. And if you're loving unedited as a whole, it would mean the world to me to have you subscribe on your favorite platform, give us a rating and review so that this, these conversations can land in the hearts and fields of the more people that were designed to hear and receive them. And I just appreciate so wholeheartedly the time, the intention, and the attention that you offer so generously to be with me in this space. I am so grateful for your presence, and I wish you the most beautiful day, evening, night, wherever you are.